Welcome to Homeschooling Co-op Style, a weekly podcast hosted by Pat Wesolowski. Pat began homeschooling her nine children more than 25 years ago. It didn't take her long to discover that co-ops were a perfect fit for her educational goals. Co-ops allowed her family to study together with other families, creating a safe and friendly environment that was conducive to honing public speaking skills. Sharing responsibilities with other parents lessened the stress and the workload. After years of organizing and orchestrating a variety of co-ops, Pat is here to encourage, teach, and promote homeschooling co-op style. Hi, and welcome to Homeschooling Co-op Style. This week we're going to be talking about honing public speaking skills in co-op. Statistics show that people are more afraid of speaking in public than of dying. You know what that means, don't you? The folks would rather be the one in the coffin than the one giving the eulogy? What's crazy about this is the fact that we speak every single day of our lives. Research also shows that if you introduce a young child to public speaking, he'll grow up without developing a fear of speaking in public. Our co-ops intentionally put the students in front of the class at a young age, and we have affirmed this finding. All of my children have participated in co-ops that require giving presentations in front of an audience. By the time they were teens, they were very comfortable speaking in public. Years ago, I heard Jeff Myers of Summit Ministries tell parents to encourage their students to enter public speaking contests for several reasons. Number one, it's good practice. Number two, it's an opportunity to share something with others. And number three, not too many people enter these contests, increasing your child's chance at winning. When my oldest child, Kelly, was in high school, I had her enter a local speech contest. There were three prizes offered, but only two people entered the contest. My daughter won first prize and received a $150 cash prize and an expense-paid trip for the two of us to attend the state competition. At the state competition, she went up against 40 of the best of the best speakers. After we watched the first few speakers, we decided that my daughter probably wasn't going to win and that was okay because we would enjoy our weekend together. However, she did win. First place. And she received a $1,500 scholarship which was a lot more money 18 years ago than it is now. Co-ops are a great way to teach and improve public speaking skills. First of all, co-ops provide a safe and friendly environment, minimizing the threat to public humiliation, which is what most children fear the most. Secondly, if you're intentional about improving the student's public speaking skills, there are several ways to do that. One of the best ways to exemplify great public speaking skills is to have a co-op that includes a child who's already a wonderful speaker. I realize that won't always be the case, but when it is, then that particular student raises the bar and challenges the other students to perform better. We had just such a student in the co-op years ago. He was so at ease in front of the group that it was enjoyable to watch him give his presentation. Each week, he upped the ante by adding a new form of creativity to his report. One week, he would bring in an item to hold and share as he talked. The next week, the other students did the same. One week, he wore a costume. The next week, the students followed suit. One week, he asked for audience participation, and, you guessed it, the next week, the other students did the same. We were blessed to have this student teach by example. But with a little planning, you can do the same thing in a co-op setting, even if your group does not include a natural speaker. Now, let me give you a few tips. Your first objective is to get the students in front of the group. For some students, this will be terrifying, so don't push them. I allow to let the parents decide when and if their students have to give a presentation. We do encourage every student to participate, but we do not force them. One year, a friend came with her preschool-aged children just to observe for a few weeks. By the third week, the children were asking if they could give a presentation. Their cat had just had kittens, so they bought in a poster of pictures and talked about the experience. 
When my youngest son was around four, he was very clingy and shy. I called him my Klingon. I didn't expect him to give a presentation till he was a little older. He was incredibly shy. However, after a few weeks of co-ops, we were studying inventions, he asked if he could do a presentation. It wasn't long before he went from being shy and quiet to wanting to talk and share all the time. Another idea, if you have a very shy child, is to do a presentation together with you or with the siblings. At one co-op, my oldest would write up interviews and teach the three younger ones who were not yet reading to memorize their answers. They would practice at home and then deliver their presentation together. Another mom who had a very shy child recorded his presentations at home and then played them back to the group, rather than making the child get in front of the group. These are temporary measures used to overcome shyness, and it rarely takes more than a few weeks before they are up and in front of the group. Sometimes they turn beet red, their hands shake, and you can barely hear them, but they overcome that as well. well here's a few step-by-step -step instructions for helping your child become better public speakers. Number one. Set up guidelines for expectations and share that with the group at the beginning of co-op or beforehand if you have a kickoff party. Tell the students what you expect, that you expect 100% participation by the second or third week of co-op. Number two, at the first co-op, have each family stand together in front of the group and tell a little bit about themselves. If they play an instrument or a sport or take dance, etc., have them bring in something to hold or to dress for the part. Number three, each week, challenge the students to include something specific with their presentations. Props, costumes, audio participation, videos, PowerPoint, skits, etc. Number four, make up evaluation sheets and have the parents evaluate the speakers each week and include suggestions for improvement. Things like speak up, look up, smile more, learn the subject better, shorten the talk so it's not boring but do it in as kind and loving a manner as possible. Number five, bring in outside speakers. If your homeschool group has a speech and debate club, invite their top speakers to co-op to share in two ways. First of all, have them give a speech so your students will observe firsthand a job well done. Then have that student share his or her personal experience. Has he always loved speaking? What was he most afraid of and how did he overcome that? What suggestions would he give for improving presentations? Number six, set aside time for impromptu speeches. Gaining skills in this area will help your student be ready always to give an answer. Start with easy and perhaps silly topics from which to choose. Things like, if clouds were made out of cotton candy, or if I found a suitcase filled with money, or if I could decorate my room any way I wanted, or if I could travel to any place. Tell the child to talk for at least one minute. One minute is a long time when you're doing this the first time. You could even simplify this and write sentence starters that the child has to complete, such as this. The best day of my life was when, or, in my family there are, giving them an opportunity to talk about their family. A good impromptu answer usually includes a personal or historical story, a structure that includes two or three organized points, and a strong ending, often reiterating the intro and or the main points of the talk. Each week, challenge the students a little more. During one session, assign the students to write the impromptu topics for each other. Put them in a bowl and let them draw topics. Number seven. Point out that people often use the words um and like far too often. And I'm talking about like man, like using like and the like in the wrong way. Not like, I like ice cream. So they need to understand the difference between using and misusing the word like. 
Tell the students that when someone's speaking that they can clap once when they hear the speaker say um or when they misuse the word like. This will help the student realize how often they are doing this. It'll also throw them off and usually they'll repeat the word um again and everyone will laugh, but it works. Don't do it every week, just for a few weeks so the students will become aware of this and work harder to overcome it. After a few weeks, you can tell the students to clap only if they hear the speaker make three violations. Eventually, you will not hear any more claps at all. Suggest the students use conjunctions in place of um as a way to bide time and continue their train of thought. Number eight, divide your students into groups for breakout sessions and assign leaders, spokespersons each week. This is a great way to teach critical thinking, conflict resolution, teamwork, and yet provide another opportunity for honing public speaking skills. We require the spokesperson to share their group's findings by using complete sentences. Alternate the leaders each week so every student has a chance to be the group spokesperson. Number nine, explain to the students that being a good conversationalist requires giving answers in complete sentences as well as asking questions to the person with whom they're conversing. At co-op, have a skit with the parents having conversations that are less than satisfactory. One parent can ask another parent a ton of questions and the second parent can answer only with one word answers looking around, playing on their cell phone, not really paying attention, the children will get the point. It's not hard to mimic children's conversations with adults. Then show them how to have a good conversation, one that includes questions from both parents, with attentiveness exemplified. Number 10. In order to teach children how to come up with questions, play the question game. Have two students stand in front of the group and tell them they can only ask questions of each other. They cannot give answers, they can only ask questions. The first one not to ask a question is out. Then bring up another challenger. It sounds and looks a lot easier than it is. The dialogue may go something like this. How are you today? Is it going to rain? Are you going to the store? Is it hot in here? And soon, usually very soon, one of the students will answer a question asked instead of asking another question. Number 11. Teach the students what it means to be a good listener. Discuss posture, sitting up straight, leaning slightly forward. Discuss the importance of giving their undivided attention. Talk about behavior that distracts others. Doodling, shaking their leg, tapping their fingers, playing on devices, etc. Number 12. Challenge the students to excellence and consider offering rewards. Candy works well, but if the parents prefer something without sugar, offer healthy treats or prizes that aren't edible. Each week you could have categories such as most improved, most creative, most entertaining, best enunciation. You get the idea. And number 13. Last, but probably most important, be sure your students understand what it means to speak meekly, kindly, gently, and in love. People do not care how much you know until they know how much you care. Persuasive speeches will not persuade anyone if they're delivered with a haughty and arrogant manner. Trying to resolve conflict with an angry voice or a judgmental attitude will not work very well. So discuss humility and pride and encourage the students to be confident but humble when sharing with others. Although it's best to put a child in front of a group when they're very young, if you haven't done that and you have teens, don't despair. We put together a 10-week persuasive speech co-op one year for 10 teenage boys. One boy was so petrified of getting in front of the group, he could barely read the paper he wrote. By the 10th co-op, he spoke with head held high, voice clear, and barely looked at his notes. It was amazing. 
The results that came from a co-op intentionally planned to hone public speaking skills were astounding. They'll make plans now for a co-op that includes public speaking. Being intentional. Raise up tomorrow's spokespersons in such a way that they'll be able to give a loving answer for why they believe what they believe. Thank you for joining us today on Homeschooling Co-op Style. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell your friends. And until next time, this has been Homeschooling Co-op Style.